With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. The all-electric Kia EV6. With up to 528 kilometers of range. And Nutrien Ag Solutions. Going further for Australian farmers. Find your local branch at Nutrien.com.au. This is Sports Day. Hello and welcome to the show, Wednesday Night Edition. Wow, big show coming up today. Uh, we're here for Kia and also Nutrien Ag Solutions. Tigers interim CEO Shane Richardson. Well, Santa Claus. Jeez, he looked like Santa Claus today, didn't he? Yeah, he's had the uh, he's had the grey beard for a while now, Richo. I thought he was just just sort of going through a, like a bit of a midlife crisis when he got out of rugby league full time. Yep, but he's held on to it. Well, I I also believe he got it so he could apply for a seniors card. Yeah, true. Makes him look older yeah, than he maybe, actually is. Maybe. Anyway, he's joining us on the show. He's going to take it, walk us through what's happening at the West Tigers with himself and Barry O'Farrell. At the the helm, uh, that's ridiculous. Coming up as Can well. Can we ask him whether he voted for Barry O'Farrell when Barry O'Farrell was going for premier? Yeah, Richo's a New South Welshman, isn't he? He's yeah. not. He's no, not he's a, Queens, a, no, he's a, a Queenslander. Queenslander. Yeah, he's from Charleville, Cunnamulla, somewhere like that. Okay, yeah. so he's going to maybe commute because his family's in Brisbane, right? Yes. Where he's, uh, no, where he's, he's, no, his wife lives in Sydney. Oh right, lives okay. in the Blue Mountains. Oh okay. Mm. Oh, he's going home then. Well, he's lived in Sydney as well. So he's oh, just, well, I'm confused. He's just heading to Leichhardt, and uh, not right. Leichhardt, to uh, Concord Oval. He's homeless. At the <laughs> moment. He looks it. No, he no, doesn't. No, it doesn't. No, he's coming up on the show as well. Hey, we're keeping an eye on Cyclone Jasper as well. Intensified to a Category 2. It has now, officially? Yes. Right. Around sort of uh, Hope Vale and Cairns. Yeah, it's, um, it's about a 400K spread, isn't it, mm. across that far north coast and yeah, it's it's funny. Um, I saw some reports on the news, and I love Queenslanders like this. They're tougher than New South Welshmen, but they're just like, oh, it's just weather up here in far north Queensland in summer. Like, what, why all, why are all you Southerners up here? <laughs> it's just weather. We're used to it. It's a bit of rain. A mate of mine from Sydney. That was the folks in Cooktown, by the way. Mate of mate of mine in Sydney got on a plane in Sydney, flew to Brisbane to get on a boat to go to Airlie Beach and up through the Pacific Isles. Right. And as they left the dock. They turned around and said, sorry, <laughs> we we can't go north because of the cyclone. Yep. We're going south to Sydney. Where he came from. So he just came from. <laughs> so when I was talking to him on the phone yesterday, he was sitting in his room on the little deck. He said, I was looking at the opera house. Yeah. And he said, if I had binoculars, I'd be able to see my house. There you go. <laughs> Isn't that, but at least a plane doesn't have a buffet. True. You know what I mean? Mm. So if I'm gonna if I'm gonna go back to Sydney like that, then it's with a buffet in hand, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Hey, let's get on to the big news. The West Tigers. We'll talk to Richo shortly. He has faced the media today. Talked about whether there's going to be a rebuild. Now this is not a rebuild. I gotta hate that word. I hate that word rebuild. This is a, this is a build again. We're, we're in this place where who knows how good a young players can be. Who who knows what they can achieve? And who and I'm certainly Benji is not putting anything on. But for me to sit here. As some overweight CEO and tell, tell we're going to do this and we're going to do I don't have to make the tackles. I don't have to run the ball up. I don't have to do any of that. That's a job for Benji and the players to do. So th- they'll decide on how far we can go. We as a club, though, just can't put any uh, restriction on them going forward. There you go. 
It's not a rebuild. Uh, what I loved he about is right. it, yeah, he is. He right. is. The rebuild means you've basically just got to strip everything back and start again. And what he means by that is there's still good people involved in the club. It's tweaks. Just, yeah, it's, it's just about channeling them. Yeah. And getting them motivated about everyone heading in the right direction. Well, you said that to me last night. Richo's strength is putting people in positions. Oh yeah. And and holding people accountable, riding them, yeah, and until they get it right. the The other thing I, I I want to commend him on his comments. He doesn't want to talk about the past. What can he do about it? Exactly. Let's not. I don't. Want, that's in the past. I don't care about that. We're going to get in here and get some stuff done. Um, Lee Hatchman Tallis uh, was on um, with the Fossey and James Magnuson this morning on SEN, and he he talked about whether he actually knew uh, Richo at all. As to where it pl- uh, plays out, I have no idea. No idea whatsoever. I received a phone call yesterday morning from a player manager asking whether the reports on Shane Richardson that were in the Telegraph were true, and I assured him that they weren't. There was no truth to it whatsoever, and he breathed a sigh of relief. Well, of course, unbeknownst to me, there had been discussions with Richardson and others going on, obviously, for some time. Uh, so I, I, don't, I don't know, Andrew. I don't know where it's going to play out or, or what their plan is. Is it an interim both six months, 12 months, or what the, what the case is? We know it's interim six months at this stage with the CEO. Now, listen, I like Lee Hadjip and tell us a yep. lot. He is a he's a very, very good man, a great supporter of rugby league. But the reason why Lee didn't know is because those that were making the decisions in and around him, this Holman-Barnes um, group, is because they know how powerful Lee is. And yeah, it would right. have never have got okay. it would have never got past the starting position. So, fortunately, it's a little bit of a mutiny. And but when you're a club that struggles has been struggling, I don't agree with it. It happened at Penrith in 2001. I've never agreed with it. But that's the reason why Lee knew nothing about it. And uh, he will remain a sponsor with uh, his um, his lawyer firm, Brydon's I next hope year. So. Well, he's committed to 2024. Yeah, good. He did say though. I know phone calls have been made about another sponsor in case I do pull the pin. Yep. So that kind of stuff's been... Uh, it sounds like this has been happening for a while behind the scenes. Yeah. Not just something happened yesterday. It got leaked yesterday uh, to to Reedy and um, the other journo, Carianus. Yeah, Michael Carianus. And yeah. so that's why they had to come out. And I think they're in America at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. yeah living life. I don't know. How peed off do you think the NRL are right now? They're over in Vegas trying to get all this media... And in the meantime, there's a coup happening at one of their clubs. Can I say to our listeners in Queensland who are West Tigers fans, I know that you're used to reading a lot of negative publicity about the West Tigers. And yesterday was a lot of negative publicity also. Also some positive publicity. Can I just say, I have the utmost faith that Jane Richardson will uh, implement the right systems at the West Tigers to ensure they're actually heading in the right direction. I don't think he'll stay there full-time. No. But I think he'll have them heading in the right dis- uh, direction by midway through next season. All right, that's the good oil for Cobram Estate, Australia's most awarded extra virgin olive oil, grown, harvested and first cold pressed in northern Victoria. Uh, Tigers interim CEO, Santa, not Santa Claus, uh, Shane Richardson joins us next. Yeah, on I've Sports been in rugby league since I was seven-year-old from Cunnamulla. I've been lucky enough to use my business background to parlay in to be in rugby league for the last 30 something years as a CEO. But at the end of the day, it's, it's about, I love the game. I love what I'm doing. Yeah, that's the man who is now the interim CEO of the West Tigers. He will put his feet under the desk. No doubt he has started already, Sats. Shane Richardson, um, uh, you you worked with him at the Panthers. You played under his yep. leadership. Good operator. As a South Sydney fan, I want to thank him for doing his bit to give us uh, a premiership in 2014. And will history repeat itself 
third time in a row. He's joining us now on Sports Day. Shane Richardson, congratulations on the appointment. Thanks very much, fellas. Appreciate it. Now, Richo, what is it about you? I mean, you're about to go into semi-retirement and, and all of a sudden the bat phone rings. And what is it with you and clubs <laughs> that need an SOS? Um, look, man, I've had a few opportunities over the last few years. That I never really... I mean, got out of South, but I just needed to have a break and started my company up, Rich Vigil, with my son Brent, which has been really good and cathartic and loved it. But... Uh, you know, I wasn't really interested in most other things because I mean, the crucial thing about taking over clubs is you've got to have power and control to be able to do the things you need to do to turn things around. And uh, that starts at board level. So um, I would never have considered it um, in the past um, with, with West Tigers. But um, when they came to me and explained what they were going to do, and uh, I really only knew last, well, just last Thursday, you know, it's a chance to take a team from the bottom to the top, a great club like West Tigers, and try and pick up the second premiership. Um, and, I, and I felt good about it. I spoke to my son and my family, and, uh, and I, I t- they want to. Uh, anyway, I, I told them I'd, I'd do it for interim six months and then see how we feel and, and go from there. But in that six months, I've got you know the power to be able to make the changes and that needed to be done within the club to set it up for long term. Now you've been in this position before. You, of course, when you came from Brisbane with Langy to go to the Cronulla Sharks, they became financial financially viable and. Minor premiers in '99, and then you go to Penrith in 2000, end of 2001, 2002, win a comp. You go to South and do the same. So, when you weigh them all up, and I heard the press conference today, when you weigh them all up, you feel as though the West Tigers are in a, a much better position. What do you mean by that? Is that financially, oh, no commercially? Well, well, let's just have a look at Cronulla was in liquidation when John and I went there. Mm. When they're on the bottom of the ladder in liquidation, and they didn't know they were going to survive the next month. So. I mean, it's a different, and then you know, in in Hull and England, they were rele- in a relegation zone, and you know, bottom of the ladder, and all the rest of it. So, you know, Penrith were wooden spooners. Never forget that. People do seem to forget that when we took over, and um, but but they had money, mate. At the end of the day, they had money. Uh, Cronulla never had money. South had no money when I went there. We had to go through the drama of, re- you know, revitalising the club through Russell's ownership, which was so important. We could have done it without him. But when you go to West Tigers, mate, you've got a situation with an enormously strong uh, Leeds club, great training facilities, a squad that needs to be built on, a quality young coach going forward. Um, mate, there's not too many negatives. People seem to think there's negatives because they want a wooden spoon, but that's, as you know as well as I do, that can change overnight. And uh, if the attitudes and ethos is right, and uh, I think I, I think there's the making of a good club there. Well, I love where you said you hate the word rebuild, because so do I, because you're not going to basically just strip the place back bare and start again. You've got some really good people that are in their mm-hmm. positions there. What So what is the the immediate focus, Richo, from a, probably more so from a rugby league point of view? Because that's where the fans look and they say, we want wins. So what's the immediate focus there? Yeah. Well, I think the first thing you've got to do, mate, you, you, to win games, you need a good coach. And, and you need to put systems around that coach that support him and make him feel comfortable to be able to do his job. That's really, really important. And make sure that he's focusing on what he has to do and not involved with a whole lot of bushfires that happen around the club mm. um, that he needs to get involved with. And that's what I do, mate. I, you know, I'll allow Benji to do his job, be the coach he wants to be, make the decisions on the team. Certainly, as I said today, you know, tighten up what we do in recruitment, tighten the way we do recruitment, certainly tighten up leaks in the club and the bullshit that goes on with that. Um, just make things more like a real footy club. And then, mate, Benji and the, and the squad have got to work towards, you know, uh, um, you know, winning games. And and that's, you know, that's I can't I can't do that for them. But what I can do is make job, Benji's job as easy as possible 
to be able to focus in on doing the job. Richard, how important is, and I see that they appointed a, a role uh, around that general manager of, of rugby league role. How important is it for a CEO to to have a, an astute general manager of rugby league that, that acts as a bit of a buffer to the, the football department? Well, one of the problems you've got, mate, and that's why I went back to South the last time when I was the NRL to go back. I said, Russell, we, we need to set up a system where, like the American NFL and, and English soccer, where you've got somebody running the administration is really good at that. And then somebody running the football. I was a bit fortunate because I was good on both sides. I had football knowledge and I had it, but there's very few CEOs in the game that's got that. So you've got to set up a structure where that football department can operate really cleanly without interference. And at the same time, you've got to have an engine on the other side producing the money. And they don't always cross over. Mm. Um, and I think that's one of the fallacies in the game today is that people are trying to make, you know, square pegs in round holes. And, uh, you know, and, and I, I think that that's the crucial part about it. You've got to have a close look at it. The other thing people always forget, mate, is that, you know, really, if the word football club is at the front of it, it's not an accounting club. It's not a, a, a sponsorship club. It's not. A, it, it's, a, it's a football club. And the first thing you've got to focus in on making football successful. Yep. Yeah, I love that. Mm. Hey, Richo, um, no doubt you've seen the report with the recommendations. Can we ask how many things are on the list or how many are a priority for you? Mate, the answer is I have not seen the report. Uh, I knew of the, the, the uh, governance changes that have happened, um, but I have not actually read the report yet, mate, so I'll read that um, and the KPI. Well, obviously, this is a big part of it, but uh, I'll, I'll, I'll go over that. I don't start till the 2nd of January, so I, I want to sort of get on to the things that I need to deal with straight away and, and let the board handle that at the moment. In saying that, Rich, I've seen you haven't seen it, which is interesting, and, and it doesn't surprise me with you because you've been in this position not only in rugby league but in business as well. But have you got a bit of a management blueprint when you go into these situations yeah. that you just say, okay, I've got my checklist, I know what I've got to do? Yep. Yeah, I do, mate. I do have that. I mean, the first thing is I never go into a club you know, thinking about sacking people. I want to go into a club and see... Sometimes the people are, are, are much better at their job than people give them credit for. They're just the systems they've worked on that haven't been successful. So I don't bring my own people into clubs. Uh, maybe Laney and I, coaching-wise, <laughs> on one or two occasions. Uh, but, the, uh, but as far as everything else goes, mate, I don't, I'm not going in there to change. What I am going in there to do is to change systems around to make it workable, things that I know work properly, um, communication that I know works properly, control, you know, control and tightening of things and recruitment and everything else. I'm not about spending money. I'm, I always, I've got a great saying, and, and I mean it. I mean, you, you play just as well on rump steak as you do on fillet. So, and I think we've got a bit of fillet involved at the moment. We've just got to make sure we tighten it up and make it a really tasty rump. Now, <laughs> there's, a, there's a young man that's on the, and I heard your comments, and I love the way that, you, and how the high praise you gave to, to Jerome Luai, not only as a rugby league player, but as a human being off the field and how important he is to a club. Now, you brought a, a young man who plays a lot like Jerome Luai and vice versa, Preston Campbell to the, to the Panthers in 2003, and he was so important to, our, to the playing group. How important is Jerome getting him to the club in ensuring that this club tastes success sooner rather than later? Well, the first thing is, mate, you can't pull all your eggs in one basket. I mean, the Tigers, been you know, they've chased a lot of people over the period that I've been watching them without success. Um, but the crucial thing about Jerome Luau is that, is that, you know, I just know the quality of human being he is and the quality of leader he is and, more importantly, the talent he is. So, yeah, of course it's important, mate. Everybody, if you haven't got a, spy, a strong spine, you can't win. It's as simple as that. You've got to get a strong spine. We've got a great young kid coming through at fullback. 
Uh, Dewey's still out with that. I think Dewey's a really outstanding 5'8". I really do. Um, and But he's not going to be back until June next year. Um, you brought in Bud Sullivan. You know, he's got to prove himself in that half role. But, the, yeah, to bring in a luau, mate, really makes that spine look special. Um, and But, you know, at the end of the day, you do your best. You make the offers and um, hopefully it comes along. But uh, I think that uh, – I'm, I'm not trying to – I would have John Jerome Luau in our club tomorrow, and I'll be doing everything I can to bring him to the club. You're not the only one. I think a lot of He's people love He's the most important him. part. Yeah, mm. absolutely. Um, we're chatting to Shane Richardson on Sports Day, the interim I'll, I'll give you. I'll give you an exclusive this afternoon, too. Here's an exclusive for you. We'll take We've it. We've actually withdrawn our offer. We've withdrawn our offer from Adam Fenua Blake. Okay. Okay. And, and, and why is that, Richo? Is that just based on the salary cap, or is it more a bit of a research around the player? Oh, no, I know he's a great player. He's one of the top three front rowers of the game. But, mate, you know, you know, we've got a really good... Our forward pack's really strong, and we can add for that through our young players coming through. And um, but, and we've got a really great young half coming through too, but and we don't want to seal that off. But, you know, I, 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 we need flexibility in our cap to be able to do things that we need to do to make us stronger now. Um, and uh, and from that point of view, it's in my opinion, and, and also Benji's opinion, because I wouldn't do it without Benji's, you know, it's not anything to do with that. It's to, everything to do with where we need to focus our attention on. I love the way you just keep including Benji in all your conversations, Richard. Have you had a have, well, you, had a, have you had a good chat to him at yeah, all? Yeah, I've had a really good well, I've had a really good chat with him this afternoon, and you know we, you know we like you know we I think we've got a good rapport straight away, and he knows what I what I think, and you know, and he, I know what he thinks, and uh, and uh, you know it, it's give man you can't you can't make at the end of the day, mate. Benji Marshall. Besides, is, is the most important thing whether we win or lose on Saturday, on Sundays, and so you can't bring players into the club that he doesn't want, or staff into the club that he doesn't want, or or whatever it is. He's got to have a say in what's going on, and certainly with players, mate. I, I'd never, I've never brought a player into a club yet that that uh, the, the coach didn't want. Mm. I mean, we we have discussions and things about it and throw it back and forth, but when it gets down to the crunch and the coach says, "Look, mate, I don't want him." Well, then he's not going to come. So it's as simple as that. All right. Take it easy on the bunnies, could you, for us? Don't go too hard on them. Uh, <laughs> well, mate, I don't think the bunnies are special to win it this year. I really do. I think, you know, I think last year was a bit of a hiccup, but they fixed the, the challenges and they've brought, a, you know, probably one of the best players in the game into the club. And, you know, providing they keep well, I mean, they need to get some guru. The guru is involved, the god who overlooks Penrith. It stops yeah. any injury happening to anybody. Oh, they no. need one of those clouds to come over uh, over south because <laughs> you know that, that the injury run last year was horrendous, and it was. I just cannot believe how often Penrith don't have injuries. Must mm. be that fresh mountain water sats. Is it's that what the, it is? <laughs> as, as I they think call it's it? a forty-three degree. It's yeah, the <laughs> Nepean doctor. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Shane Richardson. I, I remember Gary used to say, "Oh, I used to, I used to say, Gary, I said, mate, there's a breeze coming." He said, "No way, don't we sat on it? it makes it hotter." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, good luck with the role, mate. We do appreciate your time. And Congratulations. We've, we've had so many fans contact us here at SEN, just so happy about the decisions that were made yesterday. And I tell you what, you've got some, some George fans nervous because they now think they're going to get the wooden spoon because the West Tigers are on the rise, Richo. Yeah, well, I mean, it's a look, mate. It's always a challenge, but uh, yeah, you, you play football to win, and uh, we'll be going out to win every game we can next year. Absolutely, congratulations, and thanks for joining us on 
Sports Day, Richard. The all-electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometres of range and Nutrien Ag Solutions, going further for Australian farmers. Find your local branch at nutrien.com.au. This is Sports Day. Ross has picked it up off his pads. He hasn't got enough of it. What a catch. Great catch, Michael Nessa. Nessa was sliding into first, took the catch, got the Makita wicket, and the Thunder are well and truly in trouble. Jimmy Smith and Dougie Bollinger dug the rug last night on BBL action on Big Bash Nation on SEN. Of course, Nisa taking an outstanding catch, which changed the game. The Heat undefeated, two wins and a washout mm. in the BBL so far this year. He was amazing. They won by... Um, they won by 20 runs, and they just collapsed the thunder. It was a slow pitch, slow outfield. But I'm just going to say this before we get on the Australian cricket team for the first test tomorrow. This heat bowling attack is the best in the BBL by a mile. You've got Nisa, who's bowling with some serious heat Can stats. you remember when Chris Lynn was playing for the heat? They yeah. could amass a massive score. You know, they had uh, Brendan McCullum, they had Head, they yep. had uh, Jimmy Pearson coming in at sort of like five, six, seven. Um but their bowling attack was ordinary. Just let them down. Well, but apart from Vittori, that's yeah. who. That's it's all. The, but this is an amazing one. So Nisa leads the attack with uh, sexy Spencer Johnson, mm-hmm. followed by Xavier Bartlett, yep. the um, the TSS boy, and then two of the best spinners in the game, I reckon, at the moment, Swepson and Kuhneman. Yeah. Mm. So it's a very very good bowling lineup. So they defended 151 last night. They were. Yeah. Again, you have got to have great defence, haven't you? And that comes from your bowling. But in Interesting enough, looking at the market leading into the first game of the BBL, the Heat didn't feature heavily at all. I think it was Sydney Sixers and stars? Melbourne Stars. Stars are always overrated. Mm. I tell you, they're they're awful. Yep. The Stars are awful. Mm. You know, good batting line. It's 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 the whole it's the whole maxi thing, right? With yep. uh, with the Stars. Uh, but yeah, they're, they're awful. Hey, Stars and Scorchers are on tonight, so we'll see how they rebound after the flogging, 103 run flogging. To the heat, they play. Oh, they played another game in the meantime, but I think that was washed out as well. Um, the Aussie team uh, has been announced. One surprise is no, it was, Mi- sorry, it was the Perth Scorchers. Was it the Scorchers? The favourites, yeah. Um, one surprise: Mitch Marsh is in. Green is out. Yes. So Pat Cummins has revealed in the uh, the press conference today. Usually, as we know, they do it um, at the time of toss. Yeah, they're tomorrow. doing it early, aren't they? Yeah. So sometimes it's a little bit of a we're not going to hide anything. This is what we're going to be running out with tomorrow. And and Pat Cummins has said, yeah, the, the lineup looks like being uh, Warner and Kawaja and Lava Shane Smith. Uh, five will be Travis Head. Uh, six will be Marsh. Uh, Mitchell Marsh and so on. And Alex Carey and is obviously keeping. Yeah. So um, and Nathan Lyon comes in for Todd Murphy, who yeah, yeah. played in the championship, didn't he? Uh, did he play in the championship or in India? Uh, maybe no, India. he did. Played in India. Yeah. Yeah. But so it was um, too long ago, Sats. So there you go. Cam Green, who has really struggled in the short form. Yeah. Everyone seems to think that it, the the long form, the Test match cricket, is his um, is his go. Is is missed out. The bigger the, the other big news coming out of Perth is Usman Khawaja uh, will apparently show support for Palestine with a message on his shoes. Well, he's been told that he. Well, the ICC rule be, says you can't. Yeah, it won't be accepted. Yeah, but um, and Cricket Australia today put out a, a a press release saying we we support all of our players' positions, 
Uh, but we hope that Uzi uh, upholds the ICC rules of mm. no, no political messaging on anything. Um, I believe he's still going to wear it. Now, if he does, does he get dropped from the side? If he, if he insists on wearing that, they've got no other, they've got no other choice but to drop him, have well, they? Drop him or the ICC suspends him, which, you know, which therefore he, he can't play at all. So it's I, going I, to be interesting how this plays out, whether he... I love Usman Khawaja. I so really do, I. do. But can we stop using sport to politicise things at the moment? Well, m- many would say sport is the best way to advertise and politicise. Well, it gets publicity. Mm. But I just want to sit down, have a beer and watch the cricket. Yeah. I don't want this rubbish. Well, it's if he wears it, it's just up to the broadcasters not to focus on it. I mean, the only reason but we if know, he wears it, he should be stood down. But the only reason we would know whether he wears it or not is if the cameras focus oh, on it. Oh, mate. Well, what do you think you is going to happen? It. You wouldn't see it. If if it wasn't brought to your attention, you wouldn't know it was there. So, uh, Someone will pick it up. It'll get picked up. Mm. You know, with photos and all that. And, mate, if he's standing at the crease batting, you I mean, know, and you'll be able to see It's written on the side of his shoes. Yeah, I don't think you'd be able to see it. Like, you wouldn't be able to tell what brand of, brand of shoe he'd wear if, if it wasn't brought to your attention. No, but they'd zoom in on it. But that's what I'm saying. The only thing the broadcasters can do is just say, we're not going to focus on it at all. Not give it the airtime. No, I, 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 don't, I don't think it should happen at all. I, I do also. But if he does, just don't. Just go don't out barefoot. That would be all right. Don't wear. I thought the original story was he wasn't going to wear shoes. I'm going, what? Imagine, I, if, Tom, imagine if Tomo hit with a toe crusher with bare feet. <laughs> wow. Don't know if he's playing for Pakistan tomorrow, is he? Is he? <laughs> Uh, that's our cricket update for two. He's got a lot going on in the cricket world. I mean, the cricket world has said to rugby league, hold my beer. Uh, and it's a twoies too, that beer. Oh, did you like that? I feel like a twoies or two drink responsibly. Break time. This is sports. The all-electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometres of range and Nutrien Ag Solutions. Going further for Australian farmers. Find your local branch at nutrient.com.au. This is Sports Day. Welcome back to the show. Time for our Suncorp segment. I love this. Get your brain thinking here. Get your home storm season ready with Suncorp. Suncorp Home Resilient. Uh, hello to all our resilient North Queensland listeners uh, this afternoon, this evening, um, with a cyclone happening uh, as we speak. Heavy rain, lots of wind. I hope you're well. hope you're very well. Um, have a listen to this comment, and I'm going to come back and ask you about this, Sats. I've made my feelings on Luau well-known for a long time. In my opinion, he was the best young half coming through. He's proven at the highest level as the best young half coming through. Not only that, he's a great team leader. That Penrith side evolves around, revolves around Lua. He is a great person off the field, despite what many media people like to try and make out. He's, you couldn't meet a better person than him. You couldn't ask for a better person in the club. Okay. Is it safe to say mm. that the interim CEO of the West Tigers, Shane Richardson, is going after Jerome Luai? Oh, safe to say that he has just used... Put all his cards in? Well, Sports Management 101, which is about making a potential recruit of the highest, of the highest magnitude, like Jerome Luai, make them feel as humanly... Uh, what, what am I trying to say? Try and make them as, as feel as good as humanly possible about themselves and about what position they could play in a club. Basically just smoke yep. blowing smoke up his backside. backside. Yeah. So Okay. He doesn't really he talks a little bit about his ability. He's the best half coming yep. through his kid, but this guy's a leader. This guy's a, so it's safe to say that Shane Richardson is doubling down. Okay. 
Is it also, you've been saying all along, you, you reckon it's safe that he's going to remain a Panther? I've Do you always feel said like that, that now? Mm, uh, I'm not, I don't feel, I don't feel as safe right. knowing that Shane Richardson is going to be part of the discussion. Okay. Get your home storm season ready with Suncorp. When we come back, that's ridiculous. Featuring hot dogs and Nick Kyrgios. <laughs> not in that order. That's next. The all-electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometres of range and Nutrien Ag Solutions, going further for Australian farmers. Find your local branch at nutrien.com.au. This is Sports Day. Come on, that's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. There's got to be an investigation into this. this has got to be, someone's got to be accountable for this. Yeah, welcome back to Sports Day. Sats and Jace here for your Wednesday nights. Let's get stuck into it. I love me a good hot dog story, Sats. Mm. What do you got? So you know Nathan's famous hot dogs. Yes. Of course, it's famous hot dog eating competition. Yes. Uh, which every year is won by Joey Chestnut. Yep. Uh, but in saying that, I didn't realise this, that in the US when the famous Nathan's hot dog first opened, I think it was back in the 20s or 30s or whatever it was, they used to hire people to dress up as doctors <laughs> to stand outside their very first shop and eat hot dogs to convince people they were healthy. Come on, that's ridiculous. Wait, that's nothing. Remember doctors used to encourage us to smoke back in the like Did 40s, they? 40s, 50s, 60s. Yeah, it's, it's good to stress. Oh, <laughs> wow. That's the first time I've ever heard that. Really? No. Yeah. Doc, I mean, doctor used to go to the doctor. Back, my parents would say that my doctor used to smoke. <laughs> you walk in and go, it'd be like, be like a film of smoke <laughs> through the air. What do you uh, got? I've got a recent study. This is, mm-hmm. this is ridiculous, right? A recent study has shown that over a third of Gen Z and millennials have menu anxiety. Come on, that's ridiculous. Daddy, oh, I don't know what to order. It's so how, stressful. Is that how they all talk? That's how they talk. Daddy, does your miso order your dinner? Okay. Do you get anxious when you've got to order? Why? You just pick something. Quick, take your time. What, what, why is it so – why do you get so anxious, your generation, about ordering stuff off a menu? Yeah, it's easy. You just pick something. No, oh, it's too hard. It's too hard. There's too much stuff on these new menus and there's too much pressure because you don't want to let your better half down. Come on, that's what do you ridiculous. Mean? Are you ordering for your missile? How are you going to let yeah. your better half down? What I mean, because mate, too much cabbage. How many times have you ordered something and your back's going? Oh, I didn't want that. Never, never. My, my wife picks her own meal. Mm. I so, let my wife talk, vote. So do you pick your miso nah. meal? Do you? Do you pick your? You make your miso order something. Sometimes I, I you know what I do? I undownload <laughs> the app, the right. Uber Eats app. Right. Yeah. Because when she's like, oh, yeah, that's what it's like. Oh, I don't have the app. So then it forces her to, to, to do it because I don't want it. Are, it, these, are these real-life problems? These are the real-life problems. Mate, you end up scrolling up and down on the menu page oh, for about you? 20 minutes. Yeah. twenty, And then by the time you, you get your meal, <laughs> like you... What about when you go to a restaurant? I take charge there. Oh. Oh. Yeah, I'm, oh. I'm, better, I'm better there with a physical menu. <laughs> a uh, physical menu? Yeah. I'm does, all right. Does the menu fight back? Like when it, 
Wow. You yeah. millennial. What are you? Are you Gen Z or millennial? No, he's, he's Gen Z. I've got, uh, yeah, 94. Oh, I can't handle the pressure. Mm. I don't know whether to get the duck. Especially when she's looking, over, chicken. You, looking over my shoulder. I can't stand Mate, I order whatever the stuff I like, and my <laughs> miso orders whatever the stuff she likes. Exactly. That's how it happens in the real world. That's mm. ridiculous. Yeah, come on. That's ridiculous. All right, anything else? Oh, what about Nick Kyrgios? What? Has revealed he no longer wants to play tennis. Oh, the poor world. Come on, that's ridiculous. Because he can't play tennis. Tell you what, there's going to be a lot of tennis rackets saved out in the world. Is there, is there, is there any, what, what's the reason? He always smashes your racket. I don't know, he just doesn't want to play. I don't think he cares. Too anymore. much pressure. It could be that. What? Oh, I, I don't know whether I want to play tennis <laughs> or not. Or video games. He probably has someone who orders for him. <laughs> Right. Are you still here? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Daddy. We love your contribution. Yeah. Listen, take it easy next time. Mm. You know what we should do? What? Next Thursday, it's your last show before you go on holidays. Yeah. Let's get him to order us something for dinner on Uber at Eats. Oh. Oh, I'll have to get in here at probably <laughs> midday for, for dinner. <laughs> we want to film it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's, that's ridiculous. You've got one? 0457 736. The all-electric Kia EV6 with up to 528 kilometres of range and Nutrien Ag Solutions, going further for Australian farmers. Find your local branch at nutrient.com.au. This is Sports Day. I'm still in shock, Sats, that the kids of today get stressed about ordering off a menu so they've got to get someone else to do it for them. But they use delivery services, and I would never use a delivery unless I'm getting it direct from the restaurant yeah. delivered. Yeah, I'm not doing it. Mm. I've seen, I've seen things unless I'm really desperate, and I've had a few, and I can't get drive. Yeah, to, I've always, to I've pick always been a little up. bit concerned about how these food delivery companies hygiene, how it passes the yeah, the hygiene. It doesn't. The health and hygiene it doesn't. of food. Like, I mean, I saw a couple of meth heads pick up a meal once, and I've gone, never touch that. Oh, they were delivering again. it, were they? They were delivering mm. it. Anyway, yeah. never again. Uh, by the way, can we just say hello to all our far north Queensland uh, people who won't be getting any delivering services or any takeaway yes. over the next probably 24, 48 hours? As I said to you last night, my mate in Cairns, he's all right. He's, he's stocked up from his local bottle, so he's doing all right. Um, thanks to Firecoat, there are no fire warnings given, given, of course, the cyclone in far north Queensland. But make sure you get your bushfire warning plan all, you know, sorted, your emergency plan sorted in case something happens this summer. Visit qfest.queensland.gov.au uh, for, for any details you may need in this community update. Thanks to Firecoat, the first paint proven to protect property in high-risk fire conditions available at Bunnings Warehouse. I love weather. I'm going home tonight to watch rolling coverage of the cyclone, Cyclone Jasper. I just love weather. Really? Yeah. I saw it across today um, with the Channel 9 guy. I think he's brilliant, but his name escapes me at the moment. He's standing in William's uh, William Esplanade in Palm Cove, which is yep. a beautiful part, mm. front of the surf club. That's You've been to Palm Cove? Yep. Flat as a tack, right? Mm -hmm. Full of crocs. Not going to go in there and swim. But it's rolling. It looked like surface Paradise Beach. The waves were crashing in on the foreshore. And he said, where I'm standing, it'll be up. And he's up. I mean, it's already elevated. Um, he reckons it'll be up about another one or two metres. Really? When the with the surge of the swell. So be safe. proposed not to go out with your board? 
Yeah, I saw some people today mm. parasailing or and surfing. Really? Like, are you idiots? You're going to end up in Fiji in like half an hour. <laughs> you just go around in a circle. Don't do it. Just shut up. <laughs> gonna go. Mate, can you imagine the crocs? I don't know though? why you had to tell them know. to shut up then. They said nothing to you. It was me, you. wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Mate, the crocs though. Can you imagine that? Oh, no. It's they'll too be frightening. Pe- they'll be people's pools. You watch. We'll see the footage tomorrow. Mm. Have a good night, Sats. Oh, by the way, didn't say at the front of the show, uh, happy birthday. Thank you. Uh, enjoy your evening. What are you doing? Of I'm doing the show. We're finished now. What are you going to be doing now? Well, it's too late. Got to <laughs> God, you're boring. <laughs> you are so boring. We'll be back tomorrow night. Have a good night. See ya. See ya.